Now is the perfect time to remove all blockages from your body with Reiki. That's why I have created the Fertility Foundation Collective. We now have over 60 Reiki babies. To join, go to carolinasotomayor.com. Hi, I'm Carolina, your podcast host and expert womb healer. Over the past five years, I've served over 500 women to remove physical blockages in their bodies. We achieve this with Reiki. I believe healing doesn't have to be done alone, nor should it be. You will hear stories of healing, methods to heal with, and guest speakers covering taboo topics you won't hear anywhere else. Let's continue this journey of womb healing together. Hi, I'm Carolina, your Reiki master and womb healer and podcast host. Before we dive into today's topic, I want to thank all of you for listening and subscribing every week. I want to personally thank Jacqueline R for leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And I just love seeing all of the kind words you are giving us. Um, my team and I are just so excited to put out this podcast twice a week, every week, to support your fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum goals. And it's literally one of the best things I've ever done in my Reiki career. So thank you so much for all of your support. So today we're talking about something that is super important to me and it's not talked about enough. And this is what no one will say about conceiving. Drum roll, please. Fertility is much more than your body working the way it's supposed to. It's the whole picture of your well-being. And your well-being is really predicted, in my opinion, by two things besides your physical body, your emotions and your mental state, or some might say mindset. And your mindset and your emotions are so entangled, right? So what nobody will say about conceiving, that it's really the emotions that we need to look at. There's going to be doctor visits, there's going to be medications, there's going to be fertility yoga, all of the things to help your body. And even some might touch upon emotional support, but nobody's really talking about where your emotions should be headed, what kind of mindset you need to have during conceiving, and how to handle all of the bumps that could occur on your journey. Conceiving my son wasn't easy. My pregnancy was absolutely one of the hardest things I've had ever gone through. My birth was very difficult. My postpartum was the most trying thing I had to ever come out of. And Reiki helped me do that. But the core of all of those things, my emotions were what was really driving the train. So that's what I want to talk about today is your mindset and your emotions and why is that important and how to go ahead and look at for the things that come up while you're conceiving. Literally, what is blocking you <laughs> is really what I want to start with first. How do you know what is blocking you? Anytime in your life that you're seeing like perhaps like resistance to do something or you're procrastinating or avoidance, I want you to look into why you're avoiding it. What is the resistance? Is this something that you should avoid? Meaning like once you get down to the why or so this is this like not the right thing for me? What is my body telling me and how do I really feel about this? The surface level emotions 
are just that. They are the symptom that you should start with and then start to unravel so you can get to the root cause. And when we are resistant, some women are resistant to go to a fertility specialist because they are maybe not ready for the answers that they may receive. The root cause of that is fear and feeling unsafe. And we're going to come back. You're going to see a theme of feeling unsafe. The next thing after the symptom, you recognize the symptom and you start to question yourself is also to understand where do you feel that emotion? A lot of my clients that I work with, I have to teach them and it comes with time is the connection between emotion, your your mind and your body and understanding where do you feel the emotion in your body? For example, um, if there's a traumatic event, you might hold on to perhaps there's anger, rage, maybe feelings of abandonment regarding a certain situation. You can hold those emotions from that event in different parts of your body. It could be in your throat. So when you think of the event, does your throat chakra close up? Do you feel a tightness or do you feel a lump in your throat? Emotions live in our body if they are not released. And these emotions can block us. They can block us from abundance. They can block our fertility. They can block, sometimes complicate our delivery, complicate our fertility. They can cause disease. People who stuff their words or they bite their tongue too much, they can end up having thyroid issues because that chakra is not able to be exercised. So really what I'm trying to say here is what nobody's actually going to really tell you about conceiving is your emotional health is one of the most important things you can address when you're conceiving. And how you want to address that is really up to you. Perhaps talk therapy, perhaps talk therapy and acupuncture, perhaps Reiki, perhaps learning a modality yourself to allow your, your emotions to be released much more quickly. You can learn cutting your cords, sweeping your energy. You can learn um, how to cleanse your energy with sound, like with sound bowls or a tuning fork. There's so many things. Crystals work as well. Breath work is probably the best thing. It's the cheapest because breathing is free. So <laughs> just a little humor. So Taking a step further as to what the emotional blockages that are when you are conceiving really are not that different from human to human, from mom to mom. And the symptom or the specifics of the situation in which those root causes are related to are different. For example, ancestral trauma, generational patterns vary greatly from person to person, but the root cause really are not that different. Some of the root causes could be feeling safe, feeling emotionally safe, having all of our needs met. And that one's a big one, but feeling safe really is actually the largest root cause. If people felt safe, how would they make decisions differently? So if we're looking at, say, ancestral trauma, and it could be so many things as to what the ancestral trauma is. It could be ancestral trauma and generational patterns can appear as 
trying to control, rage, could be neglect, could be abandonment. There was one client I worked with and uh, herself, her mom, and her grandma all had married multiple times. So this was a pattern of behavior, but the root cause of it is that they felt never seen and they never felt heard and they never felt safe in any of those relationships. So that was a repeated thing. But for those women, also a repeated generational pattern was emotional intimacy, not allowing themselves to go so far as to be seen because it was too scary because they didn't feel safe enough. So feeling safe and how to know what you feeling safe and knowing what feeling safe to you means emotionally only can be determined by you. For me, I felt emotionally safe when I married my husband. I felt seen. He nurtured me. I learned to say no in my marriage. He taught me it was okay to say no. And that emotional safety really allowed me to come out of my shell completely and to be 100% myself unapologetically. And how that looked was knowing that I was going to be loved and held no matter what. And that intimacy and that emotional wellness between us was so strong. So for me, knowing that I can have long conversations, that he has enough patience for me when I'm having these hard conversations and that our relationship's not going to end. Because if I had hard conversations before in past romantic relationships, they seem to have ended. So if a person wants to know what emotional safety is, it's knowing that you're going to be held and you're going to be listened to and seen and your words matter. That when you speak, you're going to be listened to. And if there's action that needs to be taken, then it is going to be taken by whomever is impacted or listening to you. It's also knowing that even if the hard conversations are going to happen, that they are not interrupted, that they are held and they're actively feeling known. And that emotional safety, I don't think is found in every relationship. I know that to be true. Not every person knows how to be such a safe place for each person. And I had to actively learn how to be an emotionally safe person for my spouse. I had to actively work on being an emotionally safe place for my son. I don't know, honestly, if I'm an emotionally safe place for every person in my life. I try to be, but you never know what someone else's triggers are. I actively try to ask my friends, is there anything I can do to be a better friend for you? Is there anything I can do to make you feel heard in a better way? And I do this periodically and it's very casual and it's with my closest friends. Is there anything I can do better to make you feel loved? Is there anything I can do to better serve you? And these are not direct questions in regards to emotional safety, but they are direct questions or emotional intimacy, which goes hand in hand with the safety. So let's wrap this up. <laughs> what no one will say about conceiving 
is that your emotions matter. They matter in every way, how you feel them, how you release them, how you communicate them to another person. Having a person that is an emotionally safe place for you to share your emotions with is absolutely critical during this very vulnerable process. There's nothing more vulnerable of a process than a woman trying to conceive. Perhaps maybe birthing that person that you've waited so long to conceive. It's really important to understand how you build an emotionally safe relationship with someone is actually having the hard conversations and is really up to you. And not every person is going to be an emotionally safe place for you to communicate your fertility, pregnancy, birth, or even postpartum issues with. I would probably say my mom is not an emotionally safe place for me for all of my issues. My husband is. I have a few friends that are. But not every person knows how to be or hold space for another in that way. It doesn't pass judgment. It doesn't interject. It doesn't project. Then actively knows how to support someone that's going through potentially traumatic experiences. I think that that's a skill set that is learned. And I hope you know that if you need a safe place to voice, or if you need support, you can always send me a message on Instagram at the Carolina Sotomayor. Send me a voice note. I'll respond. I think it's important to know that this journey is hard, but you shouldn't have to do it alone. So what no one will say about conceiving is that your emotions and your mindset matters. In your emotions, they need to be taken care of. Until next time, my friends, know that you're loved. It was an honor to connect and serve you this week. If you're a spiritually curious person wanting to conceive and heal blockages in your fertility, click the link in the episode description to learn more about the Fertility Foundation Collective. This October and November, all new members will be learning how to heal themselves with Reiki to boost their fertility. Make sure to grab your seat. Until next time, my friend, know your love.